Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, let's get the show started. Welcome in to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. Here on The Good Neighbor, Josh Wheeler in the next couple of evenings for Christopher Tubbs. Happy to have you all along for the ride. To lead off the show tonight, I wanted to start with this revelation that I had earlier today. Yes, I had a revelation earlier today. And it has to do with Plymouth, Minnesota. Plymouth, Minnesota has made me rethink how I drive. They have. And I say that because I believe that we all, all of us, all Minnesotans, we have a road, we have a highway, we have some stretch of road where we usually drive faster than we typically do on other roads. And what made me think about that and what caused me to to, to to come to that thought was when I saw this article in the Strib and the headline says Plymouth to put Vicksburg Lane on a road diet to curb speeding. Crashes. The road will be restripped this fall and feature one travel lane in each direction with the shared center turn lane. Now, I go to Plymouth for just a couple of different reasons. I'm not anti-Plymouth, okay? I got no issues with Plymouth. Shout out to Plymouth, Minnesota. If I'm going to go work out at the Lifetime out there, or if I'm going to visit my aunt, okay? If If I'm going to visit my aunt uncle who live in Plymouth, then I'll head out that way, okay? Not necessarily Vicksburg Lane all the time, right? Was it Rockford Road? But, you know, I like Plymouth. It's fine. It's cool. But I was thinking about just them and how they're dealing with this stretch because they want to slow people down and curb the speeding and curb the crashes. And this isn't the only area that we've seen this happen. But I started thinking, I was like, man, where do I drive where I typically I'm going a little bit faster than where I'm going when I'm traveling around the cities, other places. Okay. And I'll tell you my stretch. I'd love to hear from other people where they feel like they get a little bit out of, you know, they get into that speeding mode when they get around and up out and about in the suburbs and the twin cities. When I evaluated my travel, and the roads that I usually go down, I came to this consensus. My stretch, Josh, where I tend to speed 
or go faster than I typically do on any other roads. It's one area. It's that stretch of Highway 100 from 394 to 494. So Mm -hmm. I'm going from, and when I say 394 to 494, when I'm going from St. Louis Park, West End area right there on 394 to Bloomington, that stretch that goes to Redina, I I, I was thinking about it because I was like, why why do I – I feel like I don't want to say that I feel like I'm invincible and I'm and I'm trying to <laughs> take advantage of the situation, but I feel like I drive faster yeah. there than anywhere else. That's now fair. I have no idea where I drive the you know the slowest. Yeah, but I just I I, I whether I'm going to the dentist because my dentist is out in Bloomington. Mm. Um, if I'm going out to Eden Prairie Way and I'm going via Highway 100, that's my stretch. Now I know there've been many a Minnesota Viking football player that have that have gotten arrested on Highway 100 for speeding. Yes, sir. And a lot of times people get pulled over right over by the that's not Edina. Is that Edina High School? That is the Edina High School. The, the school right off of um, right when you get past 15th of France and you continue up and you look over to your left past the old school. Remember they had used to have a Perkins and all that stuff or whatever yes, on the sir. left side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's a school right there. Yeah. That little stretch right there, um, there's always people that get pulled over. Might be Benilde, St. Margaret. Now that I think no, no, it's no, past Benilde. Oh, got it, got it. Benilde, got it. Benilde got is it. right by West End. Got, got it, got it. That's my zone right there. That's where I go faster than anywhere else in the Metro. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I got to slow it down because eventually you're going to get a ticket. Oh, what, yeah. what, what would you say is your stretch or your road? And people can weigh in, too. Because I was thinking about this, you know, uh, earlier today with the whole Plymouth, Minnesota, and they're going to try to curb the speeding. 651-461-9226. Cities 1 Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Not sure where you you reside or where you live. But what what would you say is the stretch where you're like, you know what, I probably speed or go a little bit faster than I typically should. I I speed in the hotbed where people get pulled over, and that is 94 going west. Once you get past Maple Grove, it is... Increasing speeds by the uh, by the mile. So, uh, you know, Maple Grove, Rogers, mm-hmm. St. Michael, Alberville, soon to be my, like if I'm going to St. Cloud, I'm going probably about 75 to 80 on average up there. So, and, I, and Dan Cook says he thinks that's the purpose school. Yeah, um, that, that that I was talking about right there on Highway yeah. 100. Look, it's funny that you mentioned that. I don't think that I can travel fast going to Albertville. Mm. Or to um, going through Maple Grove like that anymore? It's too congested. Yeah, well, with construction and least. curves and whatnot. Yeah, yep. it's it's always backed up. You have to time. You have to be there in the right time of day. Now, if if we're talking your direction where you're going up 100, because I get up at 3:50 in the morning and go to work, I have the whole road in the morning, so I can go as fast as I need to in the morning. There's not a lot of cops that are out at 4 a.m. patrolling the freeways. It's more so they're doing the side streets and whatnot. So. Uh, definitely uh, kind of in the same boat with you when it comes to early morning driving, but yep. probably the most common area is 94 westbound. And, and, and listen, I am not saying, people, that I am doing any sort of Jordan Addison-type speeding. None of that. None of that. But you can tell when you're going a little bit faster than you do traveling down other roadways. Yeah. I, I, I just That's my little stretch where I'm like, you know what, i got to rein it in just a little bit. Uh, going to the text line. 169 from the 612. 169 north between 394 and 610 every single day. Uh, another one.
from the uh, from the text line. Mine is 94 through the midway on St. Paul's west side. Eight lanes, often wide open on weekends, and a lot of other speeders. Also from the 612, they acknowledge and they say that that's the old Edina East High School with regards to what I was thinking about yeah. in terms of which school is up there on the left. And then this one from this one from the 651. I speed a little, but they go so fast, I think my speed uh, speedometer is a little bit off. Mm. So, so, for, so for you, it's that get past Maple Grove, oh, yeah. heading towards Albertville. For sure. That's kind of your stretch. Yeah, that's always when I noticeably am like, oof, uh, I might want to knock this down a couple of pegs. Have you ever gotten a ticket on that stretch? Never gotten a speeding ticket in my life. Really? Never. I've been Damn. driving since 2011. Yeah. <laughs> You're a youngin. Uh, You've been driving since 2011. I don't, oh, give I it one so week. Hey, right I, I am 31 in one week. I'm going to be old. So. Gosh, I feel so old all of a sudden. <laughs> My goodness. You just became a driver. Uh, no. No. Wait, wait, wait. You started, you said in? 2011. So that's like 12 years ago. Okay. But I've driven a lot, so I'm surprised I've not gotten one. I've gotten more parking tickets, obviously, than <laughs> a lot of people have. So that answers the next question. I was going to say, what stretch of road do you feel like you've gotten a ticket at the most. Um, you've never gotten a ticket in your life. Nope. So that answers that. Yeah. The, yeah. 651. They say, <laughs> you millennial, 2011. Um, <laughs> I think of all the roads. I'm trying to think how many tickets I've gotten in the cities. Um, I think the stretch where I've gotten the most. There isn't one stretch where I've gotten numerous tickets. I do remember the first place or first area where I got my first ticket. Bellanote, wasn't it? it no. Was Bellanote. How you, how you get a ticket to Bellanote and you're in downtown I mean, Minneapolis? You're speeding, speeding from Target Center after oh. the Wolves game. Going how to are you? Sp- it's the blackest right across the street. Hey, you never know. No yeah. such thing. <laughs> my very first ticket I got, um, I had just got my license. I'm leaving Brooklyn Park. I'm headed back to the cities right around that little bend when you're on 94 and it curves. Oh, yeah. And you're going into, you're getting ready to go into downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. right there on 94. That's where I get my first speeding ticket ever. Mm. And my friends at, at, at school, in high school, uh, when I came back to school the very next day, I told them I bought the ticket, and everybody at the little lunch table, they pissed in on my ticket. I've been waiting for them to f- change that road for years. That's such a tight turn. <laughs> you think it's a tight turn? A little bit. I mean, when, for how much? For how many people are going downtown, that's a that's a – it's like what, maybe two lanes that go, that go right. It's two lanes. Yeah, that's there's a lot of cars and there's a lot of people that I see slamming on the brakes going going around that curb. Hey, real quickly, final one from the text line: six ten from two fifty two west to one sixty nine in Brooklyn Park. That happens to be that stretch. But I was just thinking about that earlier today, and I said, man, let me think about my driving habits. Uh, I'm not necessarily driving down Vicksburg Lane all the time, but when I saw that headline and they're talking about curbing the speeding, I said to myself. Got to check yourself when you're driving down Highway 100 because at some point you're going to get a speeding ticket. All right, uh, more reaction at 651-461-9226. That is the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Uh, but coming up next, uh, in the federal case versus Donald Trump uh, by Jack Smith to overturn the 2020 election, uh, the judge, Danya Chuckin, uh, she did Donald Trump a favor. I believe she did him a favor. But will he listen? We get to that next year. On the- All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. Donald Trump 
I was going to say back in the news. He's never not in the news. He's always in the news, right? Well, a federal judge today issued a gag order on former President Donald Trump limiting what he can say about special counsel Jack Smith's federal prosecution into his alleged attempt to subvert uh, in the 2020 presidential election. The order restricts Trump's ability to publicly target uh, court personnel, potential witnesses, or the special counsel and his staff. The order did not impose restrictions on disparaging comments about Washington, D.C., where the jury uh, will take place, or certain comments about the Justice Department at large, both of which the government requested. Uh, Now, this is from Judge Tanya uh, Chuckett. This is not about whether I like the language Mr. Trump uses. This is about language that presents a danger to the administration of justice. His presidential candidacy does not give him carte blanche to vilify public servants who are simply doing their jobs, the judge added. Uh, She also noted that any violation of her orders could result in sanctions. Uh, Trump is going to appeal. He said in a social media post on True Social, quote, will appeal the gag order ruling witch hunt, he wrote. When I see this and I think about this and I look at this, I think that the judge here is trying to do him a favor, is trying to do him a solid. I think that she's giving him the warning and telling him to rein it in and telling him to knock it off, to give him the best chance at having um, a trial that's not going to be negatively impacted by his own actions, by his own words. And I, I guess my question to the listening audience is, do you think that he's going to abide by this? Do you think that he is going to play nice? Do you think that he's going to listen? Now, many people out there, I'm sure, will say, Lake, he's not going to follow directions. He's not going to abide by the gag order. I don't think I don't I don't see why anybody, any rational American, and maybe I'm taking a little stretch too far when I say rational American when we're talking about Donald Trump, but like this is the warning to chill. To chill. And she would go on. The judge wouldn't say that Mr. Trump is a criminal defendant. He is facing four felony charges. He is under the supervision of the criminal justice system, and he must follow his conditions of release. Do I want Donald Trump to abide by this? Yes. Yes, I do. Do I think that he will? I'm not sure. Now, it, it, it's, it's, it's something, it is quite amazing to me, because he has, I'm sure, had a bunch of attorneys and lawyers throughout his life. It seems that in this particular moment in time, he has nobody, nobody that will say to him, dude, just chill out, just chill. And you would think that somebody with all of these lawsuits 
all of these charges that are in front of him would say that less talking is going to help my situation. You would think. I wouldn't want to be that person that every few seconds or every few days there's a new story out there or new comments out there that could end up hurting my case. But I guess I would ask to those listening, well, is there anything that's going to be truly accomplished by this gag order with Donald Trump? 651-461-9226. I think that this is his opportunity to rein it in, to get with his team, and to just quiet it down a little bit. And then when it's, it's, it's his time for this case, then to say what he has to say. But I think that I think that this is the mindset, okay? I think that Donald Trump thinks that he can win this in the court of public opinion, and that's just not how this is going to work. And I'm surprised that nobody alongside him has said for him to chill out. Maybe they have, and maybe they're just like, we can't do anything with this guy. His attorney, John Laurel, the judge says, quote, he does not have the right to say and do exactly what he pleases. Do you agree with that? Trump's attorney responded 100%. So the, the if the attorney agrees with that, maybe it'll work. Maybe they will be able to talk Donald off the ledge. But it just seems like nothing right now is working. In social media posts, when you attack the judge, you say, bias, Trump-hating judge. Or you call Jack Smith deranged and a thug. I don't think that that's going to help your cause any. Now, do I think that the judge should take that into account and hold bias there? No, of course not. That's not the way it should work. Just because the judge has called or, 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 or Donald Trump has called the judge names, should the judge make things more harsh for Donald Trump? That's not the way it should work, and it won't work. But whenever you start doing that, though, and the climate changes and things get dangerous for the people that are working on the case, then that's going across the line. That's what's going across the line. And so I think that this is that last I guess a little bit of that advice that the judge is giving him. And when I say advice, I know it's a gag order. But I think it's that looking Donald Trump in the eye and saying, hey, I'm trying to tell you to relax. I'm trying to tell you to chill. Because you know what you're doing? You're talking too much. Josh, you think he's going to You think he's gonna listen? You think he's going to pay attention? I think uh, it's going to take a lot for Trump to change. Uh, it's definitely, I think he's too far deep into it now to not keep quiet, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lot that you can say about Donald Trump, but uh, him not being quiet about a lot of things as as someone who works, you know, 
also in another radio gig as a conservative at a conservative station. I, I hear a lot of Donald Trump every single day, and I promise you, it's not. Uh, he doesn't keep quiet. And I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to change. Well, this is this is a good question from the text line, and because when this first came up, and I saw this mm-hmm. from the six five one, I'm having a little bit of a problem. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, but doesn't that go against freedom of speech, the First Amendment, that you pretty much can say what you think as long as it isn't offensive? That's a great question. Yeah. But this is the deal here, and this is where Donald Trump is getting into difficulty here, is that when you start making commentary and saying things that charges up people, Mm-hmm. and puts people's health and safety and all these other things at risk yeah. and start tainting um, the the environment and the atmosphere around said individuals, you can't do that. Yeah. And that's what the judge is trying to say. The judge is not against the First Amendment. But from the judge's, uh, Tanya Chuckin's own words, when you start to use a word, and this is just her using example, yeah. a word like thug to describe a prosecutor doing their job, that wouldn't be allowed by any other criminal defendant. Just because the defendant is running a political campaign does not allow him to do whatever he wants. And she added, if the message Mr. Trump wants to express is my prosecution is politically motivated, he can do so yeah. without using highly charged language this is going to sound like i'm making this up but do you think it's going to be like a lie detector test type thing where you kind of you know you keep him at bay with some kind of i guess (laughs) i don't know i don't want to say like buzzer you get what i'm saying like there's going to be i feel like there's some kind of moderation that's going to happen with this where it's just going to be like uh every time he steps to the podium it's got it there's got to be some kind of moderation or some kind of no limit to what he's been, what he's able to say. No, I think it's going to be. No, I, th- I think that what, what they're doing is it, it's pretty much black and white. Like if Got he it. crosses the line yeah. now, then you then you went past what the gag order is. Yeah. That's and, fair. And, and, That's and, fair. And, and, and I think that the judge actually in this way is kind of being nice about it. Like, look, you can feel a certain way, however you want to feel about people, yeah. but just rein it in. You don't have to look. One of the things that I'll probably get into this tomorrow night, not tonight. Yeah. But sometimes when you talk a little bit too much, yeah, it's only going to hurt you. And I think that this That's is the part been part- going on for a while with him. Yes, yeah. But at some point in life, you should probably learn from your own mistakes. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. Next topic I want to get into: American Airlines. Their flight attendants are upset, and I feel they have every right to be upset with the company. Why? I'll tell you why. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get to that next year on the All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. Love to get some reaction to this next topic with regards to American Airlines. It's something that their flight attendants are going through, and I support them on it. And the phone number, as always, is 651-461-9226. So the situation is this. American Airlines flight attendants showed up at the company's Fort Worth headquarters with this letter. They had a letter of no confidence in a senior executive who had refused to relocate them from a hotel where a colleague had died in, quote, suspicious circumstances. Members of the Association of Professional Flight Attendants, the union that represents the American Airlines crew, they sought to give this letter to the CEO, Robert Isom, this week, per a statement that they had. Now, the letter expressed... Listen to this profound dissatisfaction and deep concern with Brady um, Burns, the height, oh, not the height, the head of in flight and premium guest services, because they were denied access to ISOM. The delegation delivered the letter to Burns himself. Now, this is where their frustration stems from. Their frustration stemmed from Burns' refusal to relocate uh, relocate crew members who felt unsafe staying at a hotel at Philadelphia Airport. Now, I remember this story when it came out at the time, and I was like, well, that's not good. Last month, a 66-year-old American Airlines flight attendant was found dead in the room at the Marriott with a cloth in her mouth. There were no signs of forced entry, but police were investigating the death as a homicide. Um, And that was previously reported. Flight attendants communicated fears about their safety to management, but say they were met with indifference from burns per the letter. Uh, In a statement, the APFA said the lack of action on flight attendant safety and security and the appalling Lack of flight attendant support on the line is utterly unacceptable. Loyalty and hard work have been met with an alarming lack of support and empathy for Mr. Um, Mr. Burns, the union said in a letter, adding that it speaks volumes about his lack of leadership. Is there any flight attendants in the listening audience or former flight attendants in the listening audience? What do you think about this situation? Because, look, if the flight attendants of American Airlines are 
feeling a certain way after a colleague comes up dead and there's like suspicious circumstances, they should be allowed to say, we don't want to stay at said hotel. Right? And I don't know what all the options are. Now, I'm not sure what the up-to-date rules are. Because what one thing I do know, when you're working in that industry, it's not like you just pick anywhere you want to stay. That's just not typically, that's not how it works. So like back many years ago, when I was first getting my feet wet in the radio business at KFN, I was working some other odd jobs. I worked like three jobs at the time. Actually, two jobs and an internship. One of the jobs that I had, I was working some nights at the Wyndham Garden Hotel in Bloomington. Okay? Not too far from the old um, station. And I was doing everything from, you know, the valet driver to checking people in to doing a little bit of everything, Josh. All right, but now one thing that I did know is that when you had nights where the weather was sketchy or you had people that were, um, I guess you could say stranded or had to stay overnight, Mm -hmm. they would end up coming to our hotel. Right. Yep. And they bring whatever the vouchers are, whatever they, you know, whatever the setup was, and we would get them into their, you know, get them into their rooms. Yep. So I, I understand that there's like, you got ties to certain places, and there's a selection process on where you can and cannot go. I think that this is unfortunate, though. If 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 a woman, or it doesn't even have to be based on gender, just anybody that's an employee that's a flight attendant. If they say, no, I don't want to go to that hotel because one of my colleagues ended up dead and it it's super shady, they have every right to say, I, I, I don't want to be there. I don't feel safe. And it's about – it should be safety first, right? And I think it's kind of – um, it's lame for the CEO yeah. and anybody else in management positions, the other senior executive – to not deal with their employees head on and talk about their their concerns. It's it's the famous uh, Fortune 500 answer of if this person gets this treatment, then everybody's going to be expecting to get the same treatment. And that's the unfortunate part for every airline company. I I, I personally have I, I used to work for Delta, and I kind of dealt with the same stuff there, where it was like, yeah, we can't you know we can't meet this person's needs because that means we're going to have to meet everybody else's needs. And then it's just it's and the same with fun. every airline. Like that, it's a that's, group. That's, that's a group great. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But you can't. <laughs> if someone's fearing, like you said, if someone's fearing, for we're the talking life, life or and safety, death here. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. There's no. That is not a bill you want to pay. You don't want to pay a funeral bill at the end of this. You want to be able to pay their hotel bill. But but to me, it's not even about whether you think that somebody else is going to come up dead. Yeah. Or you think that 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 you got there. There's some serial. It's not even about that. It is about supporting your employees yes. and them feeling safe. Especially after COVID. Them being comfortable. Like yes. They, they they need staff all they can get right now and and that and that goes and that includes the going the extra mile. It's not it, it's not, you know, a baseline reading here for employees. It is you try and wiggle in any extra reasoning you can to keep them in your company. I think of all of the the different occupations out there, 
where we look at the pandemic and we look at COVID and we look at all the stuff that we've been through as a nation, as a world. Yeah. The one that I think about so much and I'm like, man, I just don't think these people are getting paid what yeah. they, what, what, enough to, for what they deal with are people that work in the airline industry. I'm yeah. dead serious. And I'm, not saying, I'm, and, yep. I, and I'm not saying that flight attendants are supposed to get rich. That's not my point. No. But when you, when you have people that are as unruly as what we've seen here over the course of the last two to three years, mm-hmm. I'm like, my goodness, <laughs> enough already. Yeah. I think that, to me, just as the CEO or upper management at American Airlines, yep. you would say to all of your employees that, yes, if you're not comfortable staying at this said establishment, yeah. we got these options for you. It should not be we're drilling down and, no, we're not going to give you any options. Because we're talking about a colleague that died. There's no yeah. There's no need for a power move here. <laughs> we're not looking to have 100%. you put your foot. We're not looking to have you put your foot down. We're at, we're looking to have you step in for your employees, for their safety, for their well being, for their mental well being, especially now more than ever after COVID. Uh, mental health is is way more important. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. We'll come back. One more segment for for the top of the hour break here. All right, some reactions to a few of the topics that we've thrown out there on the um, on the show in this opening hour. 651-461-9226. That stretch where you may speed a little bit more than you typically do on other roads. Uh, this from the 651. I got pulled over right in your stretch just past 62. Granted, it was midnight the night before Labor Day. But still be alert. That from Connor. So, and I said, and and I love to show with this. There's a stretch, I think, that we all have where we typically would go a little bit faster than on other roadways. And my stretch, and I raise my hand and I acknowledge that I probably drive a little bit too fast um, on the stretch of 394 right there in St. Louis Park to 494 in Bloomington. That stretch of Highway 100, I need to slow it down a little bit. And I did today. Like, I thought about that today. When I was going, headed to go to the cleaners, grab my stuff, whatever, I thought about that today. I said, I got to watch my speed. But I know that typically that's where I drive a little bit faster. This person, Connor, I'm sorry, man, you got pulled over. From the 507. I-35 in Faribault, where at least four people have died. Really? Oof. That's not good. Uh, This one is 651 Lake. My thought is the worst stretch I've seen for speeding is 694 West from 252 to 94. I always drive the limit, uh, though, that stretch, through that stretch, because I always see people pulled over. Troopers seem to love that stretch, that text from Adam. And the, uh, the other topic just about um, Trump and the gag order, uh, that news came out earlier today. Uh, this from the 507, <laughs> telling Donald Trump to be quiet is like telling a three-year-old to be quiet. It shouldn't be, though. Like the Don should get it by now. All the talking doesn't help you at all. It doesn't.
It shouldn't. It shouldn't. That's just interesting to see how how this will all play out. I know that we'll do a scoreboard a little bit later in the show, but I do got to say this and get this off my chest because I see it just went final. The Big Bad Astros, they're in trouble. They trailed 2-0 in their series already with the Texas Rangers. My goodness. This is why I kept thinking and saying, if we could get past the Astros, and I, I know that people, you know what Twins fans are saying right now? Well, like, you know what? We wouldn't beat the, the Rangers. I think that we actually match up really well against the Rangers. Yes, sir. We did we well. Just, we we did well late in the season against them, especially. We just we just ended up having to deal with the Astros. Yeah. And that was that was a missed opportunity. I when it's all said and done, I am going to go on record and say that I feel like this year's postseason run for the Twins, it should have been more lengthier. Yeah. I think that this is a missed opportunity. I get it. We lost to the better team. Yeah. The Astros are better than us. But at the end of the day, this was a missed opportunity, not just because we had an opportunity to, to face the Rangers yeah. and go to the World Series. It's because the Dodgers and the Braves <laughs> are done. Yes, yes. Baseball's a funny sport. It is a weird sport. Tubbs and I talked about this on Saturday. You want to really magnify this series down? Look at game one. It goes all the way back to game one. Justin Verlander wasn't throwing his – he was no, still – that's he, the game he was, stole. He was still Justin Verlander, don't get me wrong, but yep. he was not throwing his best stuff. And that's just the, the – No, we let him off the hook. Yes, we, we did, let him 100%. off the hook. We let yeah. him off the hook. And, and there, were, there were multiple times earlier in that game yeah. where we should have put some runners – uh, 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 scored some runners, yeah. and we didn't. That was the story of the series for us. <sighs> you can say what you want about strikeouts, but just not capitalizing on having people on base was kind of the bigger, I think, the bigger issue here. <laughs> oh, man. There were so many points in that series where you can bring it back to that point and be like, all right, that, that would have done it. <laughs> and if people are wondering what I'm referencing, I'm referencing the fact that the Texas Rangers – um, have a 2 nothing lead, not in the game, but in the series. They have two games to none lead over the Houston Astros, the Dusty Baker squad. Mm-hmm. And the Astros are the team that has home field. Yeah. They lost the first two games at home. Yeah. that That's – you th- you think the series is over? Which, I don't think which, it's over. Which if you really want to – if you want to stretch that out, they are now 1-3 at home. They are now one and three. Or sorry. Yeah, one and three. They won the first game, lost to us. You're talking about here in the postseason. Yeah, correct. One and yeah. three at home in the postseason. Yeah. Obviously home and home field event is not working in a lot of people's favor. <laughs> I that yeah, I, th- I think that I think that I think that the thing about this series though is mm-hmm. I think that if the Astros win this series, yeah. Twins fans will feel fine. I think if the Rangers, if the rain, if the if rain, if if the Rangers win this series, Twins fans will be ticked because they'll say, "How did the Rangers beat the Astros and we couldn't?" Yeah, that's how we're gonna think. Rangers are also on a heater. That's kind of how they've been for the last three weeks. You ride the momentum. That's what they're doing. I know, but we won't think like that. No, no, no. And they are riding. I mean, they are they are the hottest team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, there's no question about that. At the end of the day, nobody had them taking out the Rays. 
I don't think anybody had them taking out the Oh, Rays. I had them taking out the Rays. You did? Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. The, the Rays were – they were toast when the – was it Wander Franco? He had the underage girl thing. He was done <laughs> for the year. That, yeah. They lost, like, two of their top pictures due to um, arm injuries. Yeah. They, they were – the Rays losing, that was not a shocker to me. No. Not a shocker at all. Hmm. But anyway. All right, we'll get to some of the sports items here a little bit later in the show. But coming up next year at the top of the hour – one of the, I guess, rites of passage or one of the things that happens when you're growing up is you have those first crushes, right, in pop culture. One of mine passed away at the age of 76, Suzanne Summers. But who are my other crushes growing up as a young man? We get to that next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.